podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. To 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. It's your boy Dan Coogs on hosting duty today. Uh, with me today, we got Sean. How are you doing? All good, man. What's going on? And a special guest, a friend of the pod. I, I, I should probably stop calling you a guest now. You're, you're pretty <laughs> much a regular uh, these days. Um, but from the Athletic, we've got Art De Roche. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me again. Uh, it's, it's it's an honour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, ho- hopefully, uh, the uh, listeners uh, have a good time. And yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, we've not spoken to you in a little in a little bit, so it's uh, it'll be good to hear your evaluation of this season so far. You know, um, I, I think it's been a bit of a topsy turvy one. I think everyone is eagerly anticipating uh, getting stuck into that Amazon documentary because Arsenal <laughs> given them plenty of content so far. You know, so hopefully the the, the rest of the season is less tumultuous, but you know we'll we'll see. But before we get into the main podcast, just some. Uh, early housekeeping um if you're not already make sure you follow at touchy gunas on twitter make sure you follow in the main account as well touchland fracker make sure you follow in touchland fracker on instagram as well we've been doing some lives uh, we've been releasing some podcast clips um up there already and if you are watching live make sure you drop um a comment uh or a question and, and like the video man but ah uh, so we're sort of we're sort of halfway through the season. It's it's kind of like a natural uh, halfway point. This winter break, um, Arsenal have played uh, twenty one games, I believe. Twenty one games, yeah. uh, seventeen games left. We're on. We're sitting on thirty six points. Right. So, just as at very high level, first things first. How do you think this season has gone so far? You know, this halfway point. How how are you feeling about the first half? First half probably went um, a bit better than I expected it to, to be honest. Um, I didn't feel like uh, Arsenal would be in with a shout to potentially challenge for top four going into the second half of the season. Um, And I think as we speak, they are either... Actually, it's probably not two points anymore because West Ham uh, yesterday, but they're they're in and amongst it. So from that point of view... um, They've probably exceeded is, is probably a strong word as well. I wouldn't want to go that strong, <laughs> but um, it has been a bit better than I thought it was going to be, um, especially when you consider the um, struggles they had, especially in uh, in regards to goal scorers from midfield in the last couple of seasons. 
um, that's been probably the driving force for for them this year. So in that aspect, it's been it's been good. But then, of course, there have been areas where you still want to see some improvement. Um, and I guess the the prime example for that is the striker position, which is <laughs> still a mess after what are we six months into the season or something like that. So, yeah, um, as you said, it's been topsy turvy, but probably in in a decent position to be somewhat hopeful going into the second half of the campaign. Mm. Yeah, because I guess before a ball was kicked, how how like where did you see Arsenal finishing? You know, um, yeah. based on the summer business and how we started the season after those you know, <laughs> those those three games where we 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 got took three L's straight off the bat. So where did you see us finishing? So yeah, my predictions before um, before the season started was fifth or sixth. Um, I thought that would be not just uh, realistic but necessary <laughs> after mm. after last season. Um, minimum requirement for me was Europa League football, not Conference League because we know, well, <laughs> we know what that competition is. Um, and I think, um, yeah, minimum requir- requirement for me was Europa League and see where we, uh, we can work from there. Um, I do think it's obviously interesting to see how maybe um, certain people's expectations have changed because of uh, where Arsenal find themselves now. Um, but uh, I think as we stand, I, I probably think Arsenal, and this is just my opinion, I don't think they have quite enough to to get fourth. I think they'd probably uh, finish fifth in my opinion, but hopefully, hopefully I get proven wrong, but <laughs> um, that's just, just me. I, I don't feel like they've got uh, enough depth up front or in, in midfield to to challenge, say, West Ham properly or Manchester United properly. Mm. Do you, so are those two teams your favourites then to finish in fourth <laughs> spot? Yeah, I, I don't want to mention the other team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, those, those two, I think, are going to be the main guys fighting it out with Arsenal. Um, yeah. I know um, that team have a, a decent manager now. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I just feel like um, when it comes down to it, United are a team who are frustrating because they can play terribly and somehow still pick up at least a point. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess they, they'd probably be the ones I feel that are most likely to, to challenge Arsenal to, to the wire for that for that spot mm. yeah fair play man fair play because I think yeah it's very fair um those pre pre-season predictions because I think without one game with without Europe and, and playing one game a week um I think anything you know sort of lower than than sixth would have <laughs> been would have been pretty pretty poor um yeah. regardless of sort of you know how you would evaluate the summer business because you know i for one, you know, we'll just put my hands up and say I wasn't rating that summer window too highly. I thought there was a couple good signings in there. I think Ben White um, and Erdegaard were, I think, respectable Premier League uh, standard players that you would say, yeah, they're, they're um, people who I think, you know, can step in and, and beat upgrades on who we had playing there last season. Um, and then the rest of the business, uh, Tomiyasu didn't really know too much about him. Um, 
Nuno Tavares likewise and Lokonga uh, the same the same so you know when you're looking at it that way uh and and Ramsdale I would say um <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't have been spending 30 million pound um on on Aaron Ramsdale either so you know coming into the season I think most of those signings have done quite well when they've been asked uh, uh asked to step into the team I think Ben White is having a, a good season he's, he's basically put himself in contention I think to go to that um that World Cup uh when previously uh he would probably been uh, further down in the pecking order Tomiyasu I think has been a revelation likewise uh Ramsdale you know they've really shown um what shown shown uh what the manager saw in them you know and I think a lot of those uh, a lot of those signings you know you can you can almost put as potentially being you know some of the signings of the season um I think Erdegaard he did have a slow start but in the past couple of months he's really really shown um exactly uh you know what uh, we were expecting from him. You know, he's right up there in terms of chance creation, right up there in terms of progressing play. Um, and he's chipped in with some goals here and there as well. I think he's on four goals for the season in in, in terms of uh, in terms of the league. So, you know, you can't really ask for too much more. So, you know, do you think... So this is my question uh, to you, Sean, as well. Um, do you think it's right now that people are putting this top four expectation um, on the team um, given what expectations might have been at the start of the season. Oh, you're, you're on mute. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't see any problem in, you know, re-evaluating halfway through the season. Like you, um, I wasn't too infused with our summer business. Um, happy to say, you know, a lot of them have proved me wrong. So I'm I'm happy about that. I'd probably grade it overall if I was to evaluate at the moment a C. Um, obviously, we've got 17 games left now, so... That, that grade could either lift or, or decrease depending on, on how we finish. So I um I didn't expect us to be in this position, I'll be totally honest, at the start of the season. But but now being here, I was a little bit disappointed we didn't do much in January to try and strengthen that position. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you know, just to give us a boost, you know, if you think back to previous Januaries, you know, we signed guys like Reyes, or Charvin, or Bamiang himself. Do you know what I mean? Just just a bit a bit more quality and and i think overall you know to art's point that's probably where i'm worried at the moment i, I look at you know even though united have been a shambles this season still you know at any point they could just put a run together they have the quality um and you know um they've had a lot of problems so hopefully that continues um and and west ham you know we've all been waiting for the wheels to fall off but it, it doesn't seem to fall off at the moment um they do have europe so that might be you know um you know, they're going to have to juggle that Thursday, Sunday schedule for the rest of the season. And I think, you know, if they probably had key injuries to like a Rice or an Antonio, they might struggle in terms of that level of depth. So um, there is a chance for us here. You know, we, we are now, we've got clarity pretty much of, of our position, only 17 cup finals, one game a week. Um, I don't think we're going to be seeing much rotation now, from now to the rest of the season. And I think, you know, Art's point about, you know, Saka, Martinelli, ESR, Erdegaard, they've all really picked up the slack this season. Um, but I, I feel now going into the second half of the season, we need more from the senior players, particularly Lacazette, Xhaka, Party, that centre midfield duo as well. You know, I, I think Arteta's pinned his, his hopes on, on that axis and they need to, one, stay on the pitch, both of them, be consistent in terms of their performances and give a platform for, you know, the attacking midfielders to support the striker um 
so yeah, I, I'm I'm not. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not too confident at the moment, just because I feel like other teams have more quality than us, and I feel you know Conte um, at Spurs in the same position with one game a week, and you know we strengthen the team as well. I think that, that that's a worry for me going forward. Um, so I, I hope so, man. I hope so. But I think to your point, I think at this stage, if we finish any lower than sixth, uh, it, you know we're going to have to start asking a lot of questions and, and it's going to be very, very disappointing. So for me, sixth at the minimum is is where I expect us to fit. Well, you know, where I think we should be looking to finish, um, you know, at the end of the season, but hopefully, you know, we can put on a run, we can have our key players stay fit and, you know, a couple more of the star boys perform and, you know, try and lift us um, in addition with the seniors for the rest mm. of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Sharon. And I think uh, I just want to touch on uh, one of the points that you raised about the senior guys stepping up. Um, and I think if, we, if we're looking at how uh, this season's gone, um, I think it's, we've, we've basically been carried by the, by the kids, you know? Um, I think the defence has been pretty solid. The back five has been um, excellent. Uh, and that's regardless of, um, you know, who's really played at left back. I think Tavares, when he stepped in, was very impressive um, and allowed us to, to, to build on some good, good wins, especially in that, uh, against Aston Villa um, and Leicester, I think he was, you know, quite uh, impactful in how we were able to attack in those games. And then Tierney, after he came back into the team, um, you know, he's put up put up some numbers, and that that competition seemed to give him um, the boost that he needed. And you're looking at, you know, who's sort of been the weaker performance performers in the team. Um, it, it it is your, you know, Xhaka, Partey, uh, and you know the strikers. Uh, in Aubameyang and, and Lacazette because, you know, Smith Rowe, he's just come in and done an absolute madness that no one's <laughs> expecting him to do um, on eight goals already uh, and a lot of them off the bench as well. Saka, he's got 10 goal uh, goal contributions this uh, this season already just in the league. Um, and Martinelli, he's come in and he's 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 grabbed um, six goal contributions and, as we, uh, and we've mentioned Erdegaard as well, who's on eight, I believe. So, you know, it's it's really we're looking at you know these senior guys to now come in and and step up. I know Partey was injured at the start of the season, but a lot of his performances uh, left a lot to be desired. Um, Xhaka, uh, he's been suspended now for um, I think five games in total. Um, that seems right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, five five games in total in a season where you know we're not in that many competitions. Um, is is quite uh important and he's obviously been out for three months on top of that so we've not really seen too much of him so you know hopefully uh in the second half of the season we are we do see the best of you know both of these guys um and i think you know if we if we eventually don't make top four i don't think we can put any blame at the feet of you know the young guys or the defense on that kind of thing i think it would be you know because the senior guys didn't really step up. So that's where I'm looking to direct my my pressure. Um, and, and, you know, if we're looking at the striker department, Aubameyang, we all know he wasn't playing very well um, before uh, he was obviously ostracised from the team. And and now he's, 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 uh, he's been sold. And then Lacazette, I think for all of his hard work and his his bluster and, uh, and everything like that, he's not really putting up the numbers. You know, two play goals and one penalty in the league. Um, we're going to need a bigger contribution uh, than that. 
for this the, this remaining 17 games if we're going to try and achieve you know i think what arteta said it was a high high objective um and you know i think he was talking about the top four there so you know that's that's who i'm looking at um that i, I need to see something more from them uh, in the second half Partey gave us a great performance in his last uh league game um against Man City and so hopefully he can replicate that in a you know the majority of our games coming up to the second half of this season so you know um if we're going to go back and evaluate the first half this is where you know there's a bit a bit more discussion to be had art um mm. I want to know who's your halfway point player of the season so far I think you already know this. <laughs> it's the guy who's, whose shirt you're blocking at the minute. Um, oh, yeah. Smith Rowe. <laughs> yeah. um, I know, um, I think the good thing is there are a lot of candidates for this mm-hmm. um, and it runs through the pitch. As you mentioned before, uh, the back five has been very good. Aaron Ramsdale's probably, I guess he'd be a close second for me. Um, but I just feel like Okay, you have your, I guess, defensive foundation with the back five. Um, that's not going to um, drive your season, really. Um, if you think about it realistically, you need you need your attack to be potent. And I think that's where Smithrow, um, especially in the, I think it was um, October, November, and then also into December months when he was coming off the bench, him and um the way and i know we spoke about it at the i think we spoke about it towards the start of the season he was getting into those positions but he just wasn't taking those chances now he started taking those chances you're seeing just how important a player like him is in the team not just because he can get into those pockets but because he's deceptively quick as well so you can play him out wide he can come into the half spaces and now he's got that finishing touch as well. And I think him, his role in those like few weeks and months, without that, you don't get Arsenal to this point right now. So um, for me, he's my player of the season just because he's been Arsenal's most decisive player, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ramsdale could easily take that as well. So could Tommy Yasuo as like the unsung hero. Uh, there are a few, a few guys there. Mm. Uh, luckily, uh, what, what, what? Who's you, your guys' <laughs> choice? Yeah, yeah. Just before I, I give mine, I think just to give more praise um, on Smith Rowe, because you know when you're saying about um, some of the rivals for this top four position, you know, and you're looking at their attacking talent, it's almost like they, there's like an air of inevitability. I know United, we've not really seen it so much, but with Ronaldo, Sancho, Rashford. Um, and other forwards who probably won't be named anymore. Um, with a few of these guys, uh, there's almost like you, you feel like a goal is going to come from them. And mm. with us, maybe not not quite the same uh, threat. And, you know, Spurs have obviously got Kane and Son as well. Um, and Kane is now, you know, sort of got himself back into some sort of scoring form. Um, and I feel like Smith Rowe is our version of that. Um, so it's like every game off the bench, he was coming on and he was slapping something in, or or when we were struggling um, to to score earlier in the season, he'd be the one who was going to make something happen. And I think even in that game against Burnley, um, the last game that we played, you know, he was the one who was really 
taken the game by the scruff and made the biggest chance of the game um, before yeah. he got substituted and we, we we seem to lose momentum. So, you know, I feel like if he is able to be fit um, and firing um, for the for the second half of the season, he he might be that guy for us, you know, um, who steps up and 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 uh, is is able to be counted um, in those in those crunch crunch time moments, you know, and and be our Mister Clutch uh, <laughs> if if we want to put it that way. But um, yeah, I think my my pair of the season, I'm going to put Tommy Asu in there um, mm. just because I you, felt that was coming. Yeah. Off, off the back of your tweets, <laughs> <laughs> I got because I, I, I don't know what it is, but this guy, I think he's been absolutely imperious, you know, from right back. Mm. Um, I think when when people were signing him and you know, everyone was watching the videos and they're saying he could be a big help to um Ben White, I was very skeptical because I'm just like, you know, you you kind of want your centre back to be able to marshal that area by them, so they shouldn't normally need you know the right back to come in and and, and help them defend, but. When you see the platform that he provides, I think Ben White um, and and Saka as well to play to the best of their ability, you really notice when he's not in the team, you know, mm. um, or when he's not playing at a hundred percent. So, you know, when Cedric has, has had to play, or Chambers or Ben White's played right back and Holdings play centre back, we've really lost um, quite a lot. You know, and and he is a bit of an unsung hero because I think he's always second or third in those player of the fans, player of the month votes. You know, but I think his his level so far this season has been, you know, he's basically giving you minimum like seven out of ten every single week. And then there's been a few games where he has been like sensational and absolutely locked up whoever's playing left wing for the opposition. You know, um, that Man City game, especially Sterling couldn't get a sniff out of him, mm. you know, completely locked him up HMP Tomiyasu. Um <laughs> and and he and and he was not he was not coming out of that. And I think there's been more than like more than um a few performances like that. And um I think I saw today um Arteta said he's back in training um uh, but you know has to we have to be careful with him. And I think mm. you know we do need to wrap that guy in cotton wool because he's probably one of the positions where if he's not playing the drop in quality is is very stark um, and he will be missed. So, you know, we don't want a situation where it was like last season where we rushed him back, where we rushed Partey back and, um, you know, he ended up missing a big chunk. And, you know, every game uh, coming up is now a cup final one competition to play. We need to make sure that we have our first 11 and strongest 11 available for as many of them um, as possible. So, yeah, Sean, your, your halfway point player of the season. Yeah, man. It's for me. It's a full house. I'm, I'm with Ark. Like you know, I'm a, I'm an ESR stand. So that's that's <laughs> my boy. Like do you know, do you know what it is as well. Like I feel like it's mad because I he hasn't won like any of the Player of the Month like polls like for Arsenal mm. so far this season. Bearing in mind like he's been the most the the most productive one. Um, and yeah, I just feel like it's crazy that he's our top goal scorer. But I actually don't think he's got enough credit like so far this season. I, I generally don't like. And, and maybe it's to do with his play style because he, you know, he's a sort of guy who can maybe drift in and out of games because he's not a ball dominant player like you know an Erdegaard. He likes to run with and without the ball. Um, I've so got a point after this, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no problem. Come back in. So, yeah, he he is, you know, I, I, I people like to make the Ramsey comparison. You know, I, I think stylistically they're different players. Although, you know, what they do have in common is that they both, you know, have that knack of picking up um, the right places. You know 
popping up in the right places at the right time. So, you know, when ESR did start scoring, it wasn't really a surprise because even when he wasn't scoring, he was getting into a lot, a lot of promising positions. Um, but, you know, what we love about him is his ball carrying. You know, once he really gets into his stride, he's a very powerful runner with the ball at his feet. So, um, and I feel like, you know, he, he he did, I think, Dan, as you said, you know, in October, November, when we were struggling to score, he was the one who picked up the stack a lot of the time. And, you know, he, he did eventually drop out of the team. And I think people thought like he would have been dropped. But obviously, Arteta said he'd been struggling with a groin injury. So it was just important to manage him correctly. And I, I'm hoping, you know, with him, Saka, Martinelli, all having, you know, almost three weeks off now, these guys are fresh and rejuvenated for the second half of the season. So um, it'd be great to see him get well over double figures um, and, and, you know, continue the trajectory he's been on. So, yeah, my player of the season, and I, I put probably, yeah, Tommy Asu or Rams, they were a close second as well. Yeah. Uh, just the the point that I had with Smith Rowe, and it's going to turn into two points now, I think. <laughs> but the first one was, um, I don't think people understand, like with him especially. I'm not sure what players would be good to like compare, but um, he's someone who is in in my the way I've kind of rationalised it is, he's a low volume, high efficiency kind of player. So mm-hmm. he's not someone who's gonna be on the ball all the time Hmm. but when he is on the ball he is going to make something happen and that's what I like so much about him Hmm. um and I think that's when when you see like all the (laughs) FB ref bars and stuff you you won't see him like he he'll probably have a lot of red bars um but it's not something that's a detriment to his game it's just his his output is coming out in a different way and I don't Hmm. think people Especially when you see like the 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 um, the player wars on Twitter and stuff, <laughs> I don't think people understand that. Um, mm. And then also to the point about the the groin injury, I remember saying in like I think it was around November, him and Saka need to be rested. And people mm. were saying it's one one game a week; it doesn't matter. But you see, like these guys are twenty twenty one years old. You can't um, you can't just put all your hopes on them. You, you need to spread it out a bit more. Um, luckily, Gabriel Martinelli stepped up. Um, but as Dan was saying earlier, you need the other players in the squad to start taking responsibility a bit more as well. So these guys aren't so crucial to what's happening in, in the present. Because um, I think there there is a risk of just overusage. Um, but yeah, those were just kind of the two points I wanted to to, to drop in quickly while they were on my head. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really some really good points there, and I think it's uh, it's it's interesting because it, you know, I just quickly checked his FB ref, and it's not, um, it's not pleasant viewing to be honest. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like his his non penalty goals. He's eighty one eighty first percentile. Um, his pass completion. He's in the ninety ninth percentile. Um, he's in the sixty fourth percentile for interceptions and seventy uh, third percentile for um clearances and basically everything else is below 50 and mm. even most things are below 40 to be honest um so but then when you compare it to when you actually watch him and the amount of impact that he does have on the game um it's, it's pretty incredible because i think in that first half of the season where um uh, even Jamie Carragher was saying it, you know, he's right up there in terms of, um, you know, effectiveness with carrying the ball. He said he's one of the best ball carriers in the league. Um, and 
as we said, he's he's someone who who when he does decide, right, fine, I'm going to go on a run here. He's very very difficult to stop. Um, mm. Underrated PMP. Um, <laughs> you've seen it. You've seen it in in multiple games now. I think against Spurs, he's leaving Davison Sanchez in his in 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 his dust. Um, against Villa. Villa, you know, he's just, he's literally burnt, put, when he puts the burners on, he's leaving people and, and once he's in front of you, you're not able to get, um, get back at him. So, you know, that's definitely uh, one to, one to watch um, and we'll see, we'll see how his FB ref bars improve um, <laughs> over the course, over the course of the season. And yeah, honourable mention, I think, to, um, to Aaron Ramsdale, um, who I think has, you know, basically, I think he's quite, quite been quite close to justifying his price tag, price tag so far, um, because I think for that price, you're really expecting someone to come in and be one of the best goalkeepers in the league um, and really show why um, you spent thirty million pound on them, and I think that's what he's done. You know, he's come in, uh, his shot stopping has been very good, um, and you know his distribution has been you know fantastic and been quite uh, a difference maker. Um, into how uh, much we've improved this season. Um, I don't think Leno's necessarily bad with his feet, but I think some of the long passes um, and direct passes that Ramsdale's been doing um, to the strikers um, has has been, you know, quite a game changer. That long ball out to the to the left to Martinelli or to the right to Saka or Tomiyasu um, has really helped. And then those passes straight down the middle of the pitch as well um, that we probably haven't seen so much since. Um, since Aubameyang's been out of the team. But those have been, you know, uh, very, very useful breaking lines and getting us up the pitch quickly um, and effectively. So I think Ramsdale has been um, a bit of a revelation and I've just seen Spurs have gone 1-0 up against Southampton. So um, that's not that's not good news um, either. But hopefully Southampton can do us a favour. Who knows? Um, you know, so, yeah, so um, we've done... Uh, player of the season so who I guess there's a lot of overlap here but who do you think has been your biggest surprise of the season so far oh good question good question um ah oh, that is a tough one actually um yeah it oh it might actually be Ramsdale mm -hmm. um I I just feel like, um, like you, I, I was probably quite skeptical um, of, of the sign-in at first. Um, I felt Leno had done nothing wrong in particular to, to to warrant having someone come in and fight for his place directly. But um, I think um, I, f I was at uh, West Brom away. So that was his full debut rather than just late league debut. And even then the away support took to him before the game kicked off. And you there, you, I guess you saw the difference between like what you perceive to be reality on online with like how the noise can be on, especially on Arsenal Twitter and how it actually is in the, in the grounds. Um, and I think he fed off that immediately. Um, again, Burnley the week after or a couple weeks after, I can't remember. Um, you just saw he he stood up to the test. And then, as you mentioned, Dan, his distribution has been sensational. What's, I think, been even better about his distribution is that he knows what pass he's going to make 
five seconds before he's even made it. Um, and I think that's really uh, just elevated Arsenal uh, from a team where they, they're they almost doing a, an imitation of playing out of the back with Leno to actually being able to, to do it to a competent level uh, on a consistent basis uh, with short passes into Ben White, clipped balls out to the fullbacks. And then, as you mentioned, the long balls through the middle or out wide. And I think that very, that variation has helped Arsenal a lot this season. So I think he'd probably be my biggest surprise, if not him, Tommy Asu, because I didn't actually know a lot about Tommy Asu before he signed. <laughs> fair play, fair play. That's a good shout. Um, I can't disagree with too much there. And Sean, how about you? <clears throat> yes, this is very hard to disagree with either of those two shouts. I think um, I'd, I'd be more tempted to plump for Ramsdale as well, just because my overall opinion, and it wasn't nice, it wasn't kind, based on what I had seen at Bournemouth and Sheffield United, I was very, very against the signing. But hey, listen, we're all ready to eat humble pie, you know. So um, more than happy with, with um, you know, what I've seen and, Whoever scouted his distribution, fair play to them. That's that's a real thumbs up and props for for the coaching staff. Um, and yeah, Tommy Asu, I guess I, I didn't have really any expectations either way because I'd never seen him. So if he had disappointed me, I probably wouldn't have been that upset because I, did, I didn't know much about him. But yeah, he's surprised me in how strong he is in duels. Um, you know, he, he mops up everything in the air. Um, very touch type defender, doesn't give, you know, his marker an inch of space. So... I think he's I think he's been great and you know I still think there's actually probably a bit more to come from him I like the fact that he's he's ambidextrous you know he's comfortable either side and and you know I, I think obviously the way Arteta uses him he, he tucks in as a third centre back or third centre mid sometimes as well so you know it gives us um, different options in build up you know sometimes it would be nice maybe if he overlaps Saka a bit more and you know he, he you know gives Saka the option to come inside but overall um, what he's done and what he's contributed has been great so yeah long may it continue on that front. Yeah, I love that, love that. And it's just gone 1-1. One, one. Um, Bro, <laughs> Broha has stepped up and equalised. So, you know, I'm going to just keep updating you guys. It's, <laughs> on in, it's on in the background. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully this ends in a good good, good way for Arsenal. Um, but yeah, guys, um, you have some great picks there. Um, I'm going to go with something left field, just because we've spoken about, you know, a, a lot of these guys quite a bit so far. So uh, something left field. I'm going to go Nuno Tavares. has surprised me. Um Quite a bit, so you know, um, we we saw him very very briefly uh, last season when we played Benfica um, in Europa League, and I don't think anyone um, really made any notes uh, about him in particular or any of their players. To be quite honest, I know a lot of people are watching that Darwin uh, Nunes um, last season, but I'm not sure that he really pulled up trees against us either. But um, and then, but yeah, we, we signed him and there was a, a little bit of furor from their fans, um, you know, giving him, waving him, waving him uh, off. It weren't too sad to see him leave. I don't think, not, not, not anything to do with his footballing ability, but maybe some of his um, attitude issues or some, something like that. Um, and I don't think people were expecting too much uh, from him, but... I think he has been sort of a breath of fresh air in, in some of the games that he has played um, with his ability to come inside and give us a bit more of a varied uh, style of fullback play um, when he's come in. You know, I think he's he's been able to add something very different to Tierney, who is, 
you know, very straight line, go on the outside, overlap, um, get get crosses in. Um, you're you're kind of like your old school, but very very effective um, fullback getting getting up and down. Um, and I think uh, Tavares, he's he's coming and he's added some um, some variety to that play. He's coming inside, he's dribbling with it, he's he's beating players. I think that there was one run against Leicester when he started back uh, in in left back position, end up right wing position, and you know, and uh, he's he's not afraid to to have a shot either. Um, you know, so I think he has been probably. A bit better. Um, he seems to have a few strings to his bow. You know, I think German Dan um, has likened him to, and this is this is uh, him not saying he's as good as, but he's as likened him to uh, Alfonso Davis, um, just in terms of uh, play and style um, and 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 the, the things that he can do on the football pitch. So I think that we have got um, some potential there uh, for for so seeing how he develops. He does have a you know a great base. Of, of attributes to work with. Um, so he's been um, a bit of a surprise to me. Um, but yes, obviously, I think Ramsdale, uh, Tomiyasu um, have been, uh, you know, big, big surprises in terms of how good and how effective they have been. Um, and then I think Smith Rowe probably gets a, another honourable mention just in terms of the, the sheer numbers that he has been um, putting up in ability to, to score goals. So, right, next category, um, Shell, and I'll start with you here. Um, who has been the most disappointing player for you this season? So it's not all going to be positive. <laughs> yeah, it was this was probably the guy that's come to, to Barca now. But if, if I can't choose him, I'm going to say, um, yeah, I'm going to cheat and go for both Xhaka and Party, just in the sense that, you know, Arteta has pinned his hopes on that being the axis on which, on which we build from. And, you know, obviously Xhaka had the injury um, party started the season injured after getting injured in pre-season so there's not been much availability you know with both of them I think I think someone posted a stat they played seven games a season we won five drawn one and lost one so um, bearing in mind how much trust and faith Arteta places in that we need to see hopefully you know they can have that consistent run of games from now to the end of the season and they can show why you know Arteta is so heavily invested in it because if, if you look at you know, um, the whole exterior of the team and, you know, even at the back line, everywhere is young. That is pretty much the only area of the pitch that is really heavily experienced. You've got two 28, 29-year-olds, you know, who are supposed to be providing the backbone in terms of defensive solidity, but in also, you know, uh, ball circulation and, and ball progression up the pitch. So we haven't seen it as much as we would have liked to. I think, you know, we saw promising signs against City on New Year's Day with it in terms of how they uh, operated in tandem. So um, if they can reach anywhere near that level, even if they don't reach like, you know, that level, but if they give a solid seven out of 10 each week, um, it gives us, you know, a good platform to, to build from and, and and hopefully have a decent end to the season. So for me, yeah, I've been disappointed in them both because mm. me personally, I'm crying out for a new centre midfielder. But if we don't get it, these two guys need to perform. You know, they need mm. to give us the basis. I've, I've always said, I think, Central midfield is the most important area of the team. It's, it's the backbone. It's it's where um, you you start and stop essentially. So um, they need to they need to bring me more. They need to rise it. I need both of them to be on it from now to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. A funny comment there from Paul Bradley. Tomorrow's game looks like another nil nil win for Arteta's <laughs> junior Gunners. So, Paul, let's stay positive, man. Let's stay positive. They've 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 gone out. They've done their warm weather training. You know, they're, they're, they're come back, they're going to be fit 
and firing. So hopefully we get the three points um, tomorrow. But Art, anything you want to add on Chakram Partey before we get your choice? Yeah, uh, my, my choice is actually Thomas Partey. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't going to be him, it would have been uh, Albamian, but obviously he's not at the club anymore. Uh, I think with with Partey, um, what has disappointed me most is last season when, when he signed and um, everybody uh, thought he was just this PNP midfielder. Um, he he proved that he wasn't because he was willing to take responsibility on the ball and play those more risky passes through the lines. That's something that he has not been doing regularly this season. I feel like uh, there have been games where he's almost hid from that responsibility. I think Anfield away uh, in the Premier League uh, is an example where he is almost behind behind Liverpool's press and not making himself available, whereas Lukonga was. And even though Lukonga is the less experienced player, he's then getting the ball. And when, when that press comes on onto him, he is, he's just flustered. And I think that's where you see his inexperience come out, Lukonga's, when if Partey had maybe supported him a bit more in those situations, you may have been able to ride through that press a bit a bit more easily. So I think that's probably why I would say Partey is probably my uh, player that's disappointed most this season. I know um, he was taking a bit more responsibility uh, like leading up to and in the Manchester City game. Um, but that's that needs to be the base level. Um, mm. It can't be a one-off. So hopefully he's able to um, kick on from that and and show what he was showing uh, last season. But yeah, I feel like the first half of this this year has just been um, not not full regression, but um, he hasn't shown what he's capable of. So mm. he, he'd be my biggest disappointing, dis- disappointment in terms of players this year. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really fair because I think, you know, from basically when Partey came in the team right up until that the first half of the Manchester United away game, he was getting me so mad. You know, I was, there was, I was literally, I was, I was watching him and I was like, it was, and the thing is, I think the real disappointment was that he was making very basic um, errors. Like he, it was sloppy parts, like passing it off to the sideboards, um, you know, trying, trying random dribbles in the middle of the pitch and getting dispossessed um, and that kind of thing. And it was really annoying me because, you know, we are a young team and he is, you know, at 28, almost like an elder statesman. And maybe it's not his personality to be um, a leader like at Atletico Madrid. Um, there's obviously bigger personalities in that dressing room um, and there always has been. So he's maybe not necessarily, you know, had to be a leader in his career, um, especially since he's, he came, he joined them very young um, as well. But, you know, at Arsenal, I think we we're asking him to, sort of take on that leadership responsibility and maybe that was weighing on his shoulders a little bit um too much but yeah he was getting me he was getting me mad you know and I think <laughs> basically from uh the start of December um I think he's been very very good you know starting with that Southampton game at home where I thought he was very good um and he he bet basically hasn't put a foot wrong 
um, for us, obviously, other than his uh, his League Cup cameo, uh, which lasted all of five minutes. But, you know, in the league, I think he's been really good for the past month. And hopefully he can he can up that. But, yeah, I think it's a completely fair fair pick because I don't know about you, but in preseason and watching all the preseason games, mm. he was balling out. And I was like, I was so excited to, to see him start the season. And I think that injury probably didn't help him. Um, didn't help him either, but we had some fair picks, and I think um, I so Sean picked Shaka and Partey, um, and I'm gonna pick um, Abamyang and Nakazet together. Um, I'm not really gonna bring Eddie and Ketia into it because I don't think this he's really had many expectations on him um, to perform, but that striking department. Um, Aubameyang, uh, so I have the preseason predictions as well up here. I predicted Aubameyang to get 15 to 20 league goals, right? Oh. So, you know, so so this guy, I was thinking, you know what? All your um, stocks. All my stocks. I was like, this is my guy. He's captain. I'm going to keep the faith. He's not finished. He's not rubbed. All of this. But <laughs> basically, he did everything in his power to, to show the opposite of that, that he was completely done. No yards left in his legs. Um, not able to finish and then you know uh, obviously that incident coming late etc we only know what's been reported um, maybe you might know a bit more than me Art, but uh, he's not played our last 10 games and then you know Lacazette has stepped up to be, to start be the starting number nine and for me I, I, I do understand um, and I think I do understand why he he does get some compliments and I think he he, he definitely does have an impact on you know how those youngsters are able to play when he's there. But I do think that his input um, is largely just been overstated. You know, I think um, a lot of the time when we need a central focal point, he's not there. You know, he's, he's somewhere on the right right wing, um, you know, doing passes that we don't necessarily really need him to do. You know, um, that's not his position. That's not his zone. Um, and I think he, he, you know, we said that Partey hides a little bit uh, in the field. I feel like Lacazette hides a little bit up front, personally, because, and that, you know, might be physical limitations uh, that he has now. He's not able to necessarily be as mobile as he was uh, earlier in his career. But for me, he's not really been offering enough. And I think the things that he are he is offering, you know, some of the link-up and winning fouls and, you know, being physical with the strikers, I'm not sure that that outweighs um, what else we could be getting from a number nine. So he has um, disappointed me um, a bit. Because I think, you know, even... Because the thing is, people talk about him like he's an old man, but he's only 30 years old, you know? Like, 30 uh, is not an excuse for him to be acting and playing the way that he is, you know? Because we look at Aubameyang when he was 30, you know, he was, he was putting up record numbers. You know, he's probably... I think he probably had his best season in terms of finishing at age 30, you know, where he completely outperformed his XG. And that's what earned him that, you know, 375 grand a week contract that we we gave him, you know, and you look at, at it now, 30 is not finished by any means, but Lacazette is playing like he's finished, you know, he's playing like a 36 year old elder statesman. Um, and I'm not sure that's right, really. Um, so, you know, I think both of them, they definitely have uh, blood on their hands for some of our results <laughs> this, this season, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys want to add anything to that. Um, with, with Laka, I feel uh, similar frustrations. Um, so at the Emirates, the press boxes. Um, so where I sit in the press box is kind of near the halfway line. 
And a lot of the times Arsenal may, they may win the ball back um, and someone picks their head up and Lacazette is in the centre circle. And, and like I, I, the Liverpool game, for instance, uh, the, the Carabao Cup, um, one of my colleagues was at the game as a fan, sat near the press box. I was, I said to her after, it was like he was basically holding hands with her <laughs> for the whole game. Um, it, it's just, you're a nine, stay up there. Uh, the Southampton goal basically comes from him staying in that zone. Um, and I think the the only thing that is quite annoying is um, Arsenal don't have a, a striker with his um, attributes. Um, so they don't have a direct replacement, someone that can uh, effectively link play like he does. Um, of, I know Enketia uh, improved on that in pre-season, but he hasn't had a, a real chance to show show that in the Premier League. Um, so that's kind of the main gripe I have. Um, I feel like he is uh, frustrating at times in games, but then you look at the alternatives, especially when he can add to that um, what Mikel Arteta d- uh, demands from his number nines. And you just think, okay, who else is going to do that job? I'm not sure, but um <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Shell thinks. I just don't understand why he's breathing heavy like a dog, like every game. Like, do you know, it gets to like the 50, 60th minute, and this guy's knackered. I'm like, bro, where's your stamina? Like, your conditioning? Like, it's just bad. Like, and you know, I don't want to. I even it was today. Someone made the comparison, you know, with Giroud, and I'm just like, I, I feel like he's this guy's been a disappointment. Like, if we look at his career as a whole at Arsenal. Lacazette cost us 52 million. You know, he's he's been here. This is his fifth season. He's got 70 goals in 192 games, which, you know, it doesn't look bad, but you know, we bought him as a superstar. Um, he's never hit 20 goals in all competitions once, which I think is abhorrent, even you know, when his stats are inflated by penalties as well. Like and and you know, I I, I get, you know, when people talk about what he what he's in the team for, his attributes, I get that, but I I I feel like we can. I feel like we can just get that elsewhere, um, and and I hope you know to God we don't renew his contract, or we don't even give him like a you know a year extension. I just think is let let time run its course, and it's a real. I think one of the things that annoys me as well is that he just doesn't have any box presence. Uh, he can't really pin centre backs himself. He always wants to run in, you know, like the second line. He wants to be there for the cutbacks, but you know, like the ball when it gets slid along the six-yard box, he's, he's he's never there. So I just think it's disappointing, and you know, yeah. At the end of the day, like I'm, I'm not too optimistic in him getting the goals needed to push us to where we want to go um mm. if we're going to get there i feel like i said martinelli Zacharias are going to be the ones carrying the slack mm. um and and you know obviously we talk about eddie eddie's more of a poacher he's not someone who's going to you know bring the others into play um you know we saw how we started scoring more goals obviously when Laka came into the team but obviously essentially what we're looking for is someone who can do what Lacazette does, but, you know, has that level of conditioning to be in the box when necessary. And and you can probably see why they were so heavy on, on lack of Lahovic and, you know, why, um, you know, links with, with Isak are also very strong as well. So I do feel like we need like a, a bit of a tall striker, a presence to play from, someone who can 
bring the playmakers and the wide forwards in, into play. If you look like historically, um, even though they were different profiles of strikers, Adebayor did it, Giroud did it, Omri did it, um, you know, just different profiles. They were all like six foot forwards, but they could, you know, they had a wide varied skill set. They could run the channels themselves. You could, you know, if you're under pressure, you could go long to them. They could run the channels. They could hold it up, bring others into play. So I just think, yeah, Lacazette, he just, he, he doesn't, cause enough stress for centre backs, which is one of the big issues I have with him. Like as a cent as a striker either, you either bully, you know, your centre backs, you you can pin them, or you cause them stress by running away from them. And, and Lacazette doesn't do either. You know, he's dropping into zone 14, but zone 14 isn't hurting anyone. You're just you're sitting on top of Odegaard's, you know, toes. And you know, one of the things I saw I was I was watching the other day, like, you know, which is probably why I'm quite hot on Isak, you know, the link up him and um, Odegaard have, you know, Isak will drop short as well, but he will also look to stretch in behind, he will also look to run channels so there's just more of a varied, wide skill for it, um, you know, Odegaard was well known for having a lot of through balls um, you know, his, his final ball being really good but we don't really get to see that because you know, Lacazette's not the sort of striker who's going to stretch in behind, so yeah, I, I feel like if, if we don't um, get where we want to get by the end of the season, we're probably going to be ru- ruined not having done anything in time, which is a shame. Obviously, they said they, they don't want to panic, and, but I feel like this was a really good opportunity um, to try and get top four. And like I said, if we do get it, I think it's going to be the young guys that, that push us there. So let me ask you a question, yeah, um, to, to both of you. What, what's a good return for Lacazette um, from now to the end of the season? 17 games left. Hmm. So he's on free in the league at the minute. Hmm. I would hope. I don't know if this is too too much of an ask, or if it's too little. Even I, I would I would like at least ten. Um, I, I don't know if that's too little. You're, you're, you're optimistic. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's but, about the, the thing is that's not it's not even that many. It's just over one in three. You do know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, like, yeah. I I I feel like. So last season, somehow, did he outscore Aubameyang last season? I think he did, but um, yeah, I, they, I'm they ended hoping... up level. They ended up level, both level, on, both on ten in the league. I think. Okay, well, yeah, I, I I'd say ten, but I I feel like he wouldn't get that. Um, so I'm maybe too optimistic uh, with that. Um, in terms of like the the striker situation. Um, I I feel like if um if the goals aren't coming, then maybe just a, a change in style slightly is is needed. Like we saw earlier in the season when Arteta went to the four four one one with Lacazette mm. dropping off um with Aubameyang uh, as the nine. Maybe that could be a way to to get Martinelli more central uh, because. You have someone to, I guess, link between him and uh, the midfield, and almost take take most of the um, pressure away from the front line, and then he's able to to spin in behind and and do what he wants to do with a bit more freedom. Um, and then then you get to play ESR off the left as well. Um, so that's kind of where my head is at. Also, if if the goals don't come. Mm. Yeah, because I think 
what what I was even thinking is I know it's a it's a it would be a very 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 young front line without Lacazette, but you know if he's not doing the business and you know we're struggling uh, to score, I, I wouldn't be averse to to, to chucking Martinelli up there and and um, I guess it's a question as well. Um, that'd be good to hear your thoughts on because you're a bit of a tactico, you know, uh, yourself art with those uh, FM FM saves. <laughs> uh, and whatnot, yeah. So, um, you know, what do you in a while? <laughs> you know, what, do, what do you think about Pepe? Pepe has a possibility up front um, from David Ade. Yeah, um, I, I've seen this kind of, I guess, topic you'd call it over the past couple of weeks. Um, it, although it's an option, I don't see it as that realistic. Um, people, I know people bring up the fact that he played there uh, under Marcelo Bielsa at Leeds. Uh, not Leeds, sorry, Lille. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've brought that up before. Um, but then I, I looked back over it um, last week, and obviously that was the 17-18 season. So what, four and a half years ago? First half of the campaign. And even even when he's playing as the striker, he tends to drift out wide. Um, he doesn't tend to stay central. And um, that's something... I guess that shows not, I wouldn't call it indiscipline, but just that he prefers to, to be out wide. And even when I was doing a bit more research, I saw he did a bit, um, an interview with BT Sport when he signed for Arsenal. It's on YouTube. Um, and uh, the interviewer asked him about his positions and stuff. And he said that Bielsa tried him up front, but he wasn't... Uh, I think that they probably used too direct um, a translation because he said I wasn't determined to play up front, but I think he he more meant he just wasn't as eager to play up front because he wouldn't have the the chance to run at defenders and and play his more natural game, which we know is he he is very good when he has space to run into. Um, so yeah, I, I I wouldn't play. I I don't think it's realistic that he would play up front. Um, I could be wrong, but um, I think the one good thing is last year is proof that he can still um, have have a decent second half of the season and he mm. can be a threat both off the right and off the left. Mm. And I think it's, he will be important as well, you know, because um, I think if we think back to some of the games last season, he, he was able to have some impact off the bench. Um, you know, Sheffield United very early in the season, I think West Ham, he got that final assist for the, the equaliser. There's been a few games, you know, where he he, he has had, uh, I think Spurs as well last year when he came off the bench and uh, set up the penalty um, yep. for Lacazette. So, you know, I think keeping him happy and keeping him involved uh, in the team will only be good for us because, you know, he is one of the few who does have the ability to, to you know, finish uh, chances. So, and I, and I think back to this Burnley game that if he was available off the bench, um, that might have been someone to, that that could have been useful, especially um, given how much of the ball Saka was getting towards the the end of the end of that game. So um, I think Pepe will be one to watch, and if he's able to contribute something like four or five goals um, in 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 this uh, last seventeen games, that that will only be good. You know, add that to to lack of seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so so yeah so you know we, we're an hour in or 58 minutes in and let's let's just quickly find and finally go on to this Wolves match because um uh obviously they are playing very well uh this season um they're eighth I, I believe and only a couple points behind us um so if they win I think they there is an opportunity for them to leapfrog us um in the in the table they they keep a lot of clean sheets, but they don't score that many goals. So you know what what do you think is is going to be that? What do you think are going to be the key matchups, and where do you think this game uh, will be will be won and lost? I think midfield is essential. <laughs> um, Granite Xhaka and Thomas Partey have to move the ball quickly, um, like they were doing um, in December and against Manchester City in that first half. Um, they just need to be sharp. And I think once you get that that Wolves team moving and m- having them make decisions they don't want to make, that's when you're going to have fun with uh, Smith-Rowe, Saka or Martinelli out wide. We, we all know um, that Arsenal like to attack those wide areas. Um, so that's, I feel like, before you can get there, you need to, to be snappy uh in those lower central areas so that's kind of where where i'm looking for arsenal to set the tone um and and then go from there because we know what ben white can do uh we know what kieran tierney can do um you just need those two guys in midfield to to set the tone and then i i I say this i i hope that's when you get a a bit more free-flowing football uh, rather than it becoming a bit too um, slow and structured, um, as we've seen when when Arsenal do get uh, are faced with those those low blocks. Mm. Yeah, fair play, fair play. So, Sean, um, what do you make of Wolves? Because you know you've been you've been nervous this week, yeah, to say the least, about this game. Um, you've been saying that you know. Three weeks, your your stress levels have come down. This, that, and the other. So, is it going to be high blood pressure again tomorrow? It's always high blood pressure when I'm watching <laughs> Arsenal. Man, I've enjoyed the last three weeks of just peace. Um, and yeah, like we owe Wolves because they took six points off us last season. And you know, um, you know, we, we sort of shot ourselves in the foot in both games. Yeah, especially remember the away game with David Luiz and I. Rem- Wolves aren't. It's weird because um, they're a very solid, well-structured team, but they don't have a lot of pace, I don't think, apart from, you know, maybe the wide areas. But now Adama's gone, so they're probably going to be relying on, like, Podence, Trincao. I've seen Neto's back in training. I don't know if he's going to be available for the game. But um, even, you know, Moutinho and Neves, as good as it is, it's not a very, you know, mobile midfield pivot, you'd say. So I think, as Art alluded to, the onus is on us just to move the ball quickly. Um, you need to unsettle these guys as well. Otherwise, yeah, it will become a bit too predictable. Um, I remember last season as well, if, if they continue with the back three, party was hitting quite a few over the top um, to Saka. So that might be another avenue for either him or Ben White tomorrow as well. So I think that's an avenue to look to get into behind. Um, someone like Nelson Semedo doesn't massively convince me. Um, so I think Martinelli can definitely get at him. So it might be a case of, you know, Lacazette trying to draw out one of the back three centre-backs um, and then, you know, Saka or um, Martinelli running into that space behind. So I think, you know, there's opportunities to be had tomorrow. And I think, you know, as Art alluded to, it, it will be, a, a lot will be 
if we can assert dominance in the middle, if, if Xhaka and Party can get hold of that game and if they're recycling it quickly, um, the ball needs to move quickly. Um, especially, you know, having a striker who who isn't a, a massive threat himself and you and people know where our threat is going to come from in the wide area. So um ball needs to be circulated quickly and hopefully, you know, we can have some decent combinations in and around that can release, you know, one of the forwards or or playmakers in. So um yeah, I, it's a it's a tough one, man, because I think Wolves have been pretty decent actually under Bruno Lark this season. But I feel like if we can get we're playing them twice this month, right? So if we can get six points off them this month, you know, and and I'd say probably Wolves are a decent side, so it will stand us in good stead as well. So let's see. Yeah, man, and I think you. I, I just want revenge. I can't lie to you. Um, I think that 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 Wolves game is probably one of the results you look at last season when you see we missed out on top four by um, by just six points. And that Wolves game is definitely one where you can point to it and say our performance probably deserved more than what we got. Um, that first half performance bar the last minute um, was, you know, probably one of our best performances of the season last year. Um, and then, you know, the referees got involved and Leno lost his head and, you know, there's there's uh, screamers scored for, by Moutinho and stuff. So basically everything went against us that day. And so I just think that the players, you'd want them to be extra motivated to make sure that they lead there with with the three points. I think they are very resolute defensively, but, you know, Martinelli versus Semedo, um, you saw where we scored our goal last year with Pepe, um, that, you know, we got a lot of joy down that side. Um, down that side. And hopefully Martinelli will be able to to do that. And Tierney um, as well, if he's the one that, that plays left back. So, you know, I'm hoping that um, we, we can cause them some issues and this isn't... Uh, uh, a, a tough game where you know we're, we're 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 walking away thinking that we're leaving points on the board. Um, so you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I know Bruno Bruno Large. Um, he has he got manager of the month for January. I think they won all of their yeah. games in January, so they are in good form. Um, and this will not be uh, a tough game. And I think we're playing them again uh, before the end of February as well. So. You know, let's put a marker down and have them have them, uh, you know, sort of double guessing themselves when they come to the Emirates, um, and and hopefully, fingers crossed, we leave with a free, with the three points. Um, so, guys, Art, thank you very much for for jumping on the pod. Um, we always love having you on, um, Sean. Thank you very much uh, for joining me. Uh, that has been a Touchy Gunas pod, and one thing that I should mention: um, Touchline Fives. Right, so we are putting together a touchline fives league. Um, Chelsea versus uh, Chessiawa versus Muga was last Sunday, um, and it finished 8 8. Um, the next next weekend, um, is going to be Touchy Gunas versus the rest of the world, right? So, you know, if you do want to come and represent Touchy Gunas in the fiver side, uh, make sure you drop us a DM or the main account a DM, uh, and we'll look to add you to the group. It's going to be in Shoreditch Power League um, on Sundays, uh, Sunday afternoon. So, and it's not um, an every week commitment. So it's going to be one game uh, each week. So it's you'll likely end up playing maybe like once every three or four weeks. So um, 
if you are interested, make sure you drop us a message and we'll get you added and then we will see what you can do. I think I'll be playing. You know, Lewis tried to fire shots at me, called me the star player in a sarcastic tone. So, you know, we need we need more we need more players. Yeah, we need franchise players, player, so, franchise player. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, man. I'm I'm leading scorer in own goals for the eleven. So, yeah. So uh so we'll take it easy. We'll take it easy in that one. But but yeah, uh, if you guys are interested, make sure you, you send us uh, a DM. And that, that could be to play for any team. So you don't have to be an Arsenal fan. You can play for Chelsea, Muga, um, New Spurs order, uh, Copend, or the rest of the world, if you do support a different team. So um, thank you guys for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, and uh, we'll catch you after the Wolves game with a post-match reaction. Podcast Network.